I want to take a moment or two this morning and present a few brief comments on the subject of motherhood. When we see the word motherhood, what that should bring to mind is what it means. And it's nothing complicated. It's the state of being a mother. I'm going to speak specifically on the blessings of motherhood. But before I get into that uh, consideration with you, I want us to look at a statement that's made in the book of Proverbs, the 31st chapter. And in this particular proverb, the author is writing about what he calls the worthy woman. And one of the specifics that is stated with respect to that worthy woman is that her children rise up and bless her. That's from the New American Standard. The King James translation renders the latter part of that statement and I'll just read it as it would read there. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Now think about that. Her children rise up and bless her. Or it could be said that her children call her blessed. And we struggle with the, the meaning of that term blessed. In the amplified translation of that verse, the word blessed is rendered happy fortunate, and to be envied. Now, there's a lot that can fall out of that verse. So her children rise up, and we're speaking of persons of some maturity. Don't expect your two-year-old to do this. It's those who are older, perhaps even with children themselves, who would look at their mother and bless her. Or they would call her blessed. Now I'll ask, I'll ask the question, do you rise up and bless your mother? Or do you rise up and call her blessed? When you look at your mother, do you see someone who is happy? Who is fortunate to be in that position? Who is to be envied? to be in that position. There's a lot to think about there, isn't there? The blessings of motherhood. Where I want to go with this is I want to try to elevate in our thinking the state of motherhood. Because the world does not do that. The world does not think that way. There is not an MLM movement, is there? Mothers' lives matter? Well, and let's think about our own lives. Children, do you rise up and bless your mother? Children, do you call her blessed? Do you consider your mom happy, fortunate, and to be envied? Because the world does not. She's not going to get that from the world. What the world is going to say is, what you do as a mother is just not that important. Give us your kids. The educators will say, give us your kids, and we'll teach them what they need to know. And we know better, don't we? We see where that's going. 
The world says, get a job, have a career. And I'm not going to dismiss the possibility of mothers working outside the home. You may have heard me say this before. My mom worked outside the home. I can never remember a time in my life when my mom was not going to work. I never felt like I was at any disadvantage because of that. I think I turned out halfway okay. So I'm not saying that a woman cannot work outside the home. But I'll say the same thing about the woman that I would say about the man. Fathers bring up your children and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. What's most important in life, your job is just a means to an end. If you're a mother and you work outside the home, your job is just a means to an end. What is of true value for both fathers as well as children in their roles as parents is raising their children. We could say the blessings of fatherhood would be very similar. But again, what I'd like to do in our few brief moments of commentary this morning in this sermon, in this lesson, is help the mothers to leave here this morning feeling good about themselves. Because there are a lot of mothers who just don't. I mean, every day is a war, depending on the age of your children. It's a challenge, it's a struggle when they're young. I hate to say it, but it doesn't get to be any easier when they're teenagers. It's just one long battle. It's a struggle. And the world does not value what it is that you're doing in your role as a mother. But God does. God does. Who are you living your life for? <laughs> the world or for the Lord? One of the blessings of motherhood is that it provides an opportunity for spiritual guidance. A mother has time with her children. Children listen to their mothers. They hear more of what their mothers say than what their fathers say, especially boys. Boys always listen to their mother. Now, girls tend to gravitate toward their fathers. You've heard of daddy's girl, and you've heard of mama's boy, <laughs> but you've not heard of the, the opposite of those. But both in terms of raising little boys or raising little girls, what is of great value and significance is the spiritual guidance that can be provided. And that's not just having daily Bible study or daily Bible class. It's the influence that you bring into the home as a mother and as someone who is involved in every aspect of the child's life. And they are listening and they are watching and they're seeing what you say, they see what you do, and I'm not saying that to, to guilt you or to make you feel ashamed of, of what you do say or don't say or, or do or don't do. I'm saying see it as the opportunity that it is. You've heard of the story that, that Paul told. Basically, it wasn't a story, but it, it, it told the story of the relationship that Timothy had with his mother and that Timothy had with his grandmother. Timothy's father was a Gentile. We don't know what he eventually became in his life if he obeyed the gospel, but we do know that Timothy was a, a young man who became of tremendous use 
to the Apostle Paul in the work that he did as an apostle, the work that he did as an evangelist. And Paul wrote about Timothy from the time that he was just a strapling of a youth, as, as we would say. And he said of him in verse 5 of 2 Timothy chapter 1, that I'm mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure that it, it is in you as well. Paul knew about the influencers in Timothy's life. It was his grandmother, and it was his mother. And what did they provide Timothy? They provided Timothy with spiritual guidance. In chapter 3 and verse 14, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And there may have been other persons of influence in Timothy's life, there may have been others who taught Timothy. I think Paul spent a lot of time teaching Timothy, and maybe he was referring to himself in some measure in that statement, but we've already seen that the persons of great influence in his life were his mother and his grandmother. And he said, you know who you learned these things from, and that from childhood, Paul certainly didn't t teach him from childhood, that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. There is very little that you do as a mother which compares in value to the spiritual guidance and the spiritual influence that you would have upon your children. Read the scriptures with that in view. Read through the Bible. Look at what the Bible says about having influence upon others. Look at, look at what the Bible says about the Scriptures. For example, Psalm chapter 119 and verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, think about those little feet with which you have been entrusted. What you're providing as a mother through your example and through your teaching and through your godly influence that the world cares nothing about, but God does, what you're providing is a lamp. They're going to walk in darkness someday. They need the lamp that you're going to give them. They're going to lose their way, perhaps someday. They're going to need that light that will shine, that will show them the path that they need to take. The second blessing of motherhood is that you provide encouragement to your family. There's no one who can build up their children as much as the mother. There's no one who can build up the family as much as the mother. See your home. You should see your home because your home is this as a field that is white unto harvest. You're an evangelist. In, in your home. You have the opportunity to, to influence your children. You have the opportunity to impart to them knowledge that's going to save their soul. And there's nothing more valuable that, than that. In, in Acts chapter 2, when, when Peter was preaching to the Jews on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that with many other words in verse 40, he solemnly testified and he kept on exhorting them. And think about a mother doing this. Solemnly. This is, this is something that is of great importance. Testify. 
exhorting, encouraging them, and saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Youth here this morning, if you get tired of your mother saying it over and over and over again, if she seems like a broke record, it is simply because what she is trying with all her being to do is to save you from what in our time we certainly can connect with, a perverse generation. I mean, we live in a, in a world of perversity. We've always lived in a world of perversity, but now it's paraded everywhere, isn't it? Transgenderism. As Rick and Bubba say, the LGBTGQFDIC movement. It's like, let's just put as many letters on that as we can. There's perversion everywhere. Children, educators want to teach our children, it's up to you to decide your gender. Did you, did you see that one coming? You old geezers, did you see that one coming? <laughs> did you ever think you would live in that society? Well, that's the world in which we live. And your, your parents see that. And they know they've got to go into to, to high-speed mode to, to, to change your thinking and to protect you from that. You can build your children up. In Acts 11, again, this is nothing about parenting. It's, it's not even about a mother. It's about a man who is known for his encouragement. Mothers can be this. In Acts 11 and verse 22, when, when Barnabas went to Antioch, he arrived in verse 23, he witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. We'll, we'll make application of that to the home and to the mother who just wants to build her family up because she knows the world is tearing them down. She knows that society is seeking to destroy the faith of her children. Society is wanting them to think all kinds of incorrect things about themselves. But she, with resolute heart, is encouraging them, just stay true. Stay true to the Lord. Because she's a good woman. That's why she's doing it. She's full of the Holy Spirit. She's full of God's Word. She's full of faith. She wants you to be brought to the Lord, and that's why she does the things that she does. And that's why we should value motherhood, because that's what mothers can be to their children. Another passage, again, has nothing to do with mothering, but I would apply it to that in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12, the Hebrew author stated, Take care, brethren, that there not be in any of you an, un, an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. A godly mother does not want that for her children. She doesn't want them to grow up and, and to have that unbelieving heart and fall away from the Lord, so she's encouraging them while they're under her influence to be faithful and to love the Lord. Encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin because that's what the world wants. But that's not what the mother wants. And that's why she's blessed in what she does. 
And that's why her children should rise up and bless her and call her blessed, call her happy, fortunate, and to be envied because God does. And then finally, she can be an example of godly living. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, Paul wrote, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. One of the blessings of motherhood is to be a disciple and to disciple your children. To be an example following Jesus, learning of Jesus, learning to be like him, and then imparting that example, that influence, so that they, we pray, will someday do and be the same. In Philippians 3, Paul wrote in verse 17, As an apostle, brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern that you have in us. Well, godly mothers are walking in that pattern. They want to be followers of Jesus. First and foremost, they want to follow Jesus. They want to go to heaven. And they want their children to be in heaven. They don't want to be eternally separated from their children. They want to be in heaven with their children, and so they are setting that example, and their walk, their way of life is according to the pattern that Jesus set for the apostles and that the apostles followed in their lives and in their teaching. Are there blessings to motherhood? Absolutely. It's a it's an incredible work, an incredible opportunity that God has given. We should have Mother's Day every day, should we not? We all, we all have fond memories of, of our mothers. I know I do. I've often said if I could bring my mom back, I would I don't want to bring her away from where she's at. But selfishly, I wish I could talk to her. Many of you still have your mothers. I wish I had mine so I could say to her what you need to say to yours. The young mother set her foot on the path of life. Is the way long? She asked. And her guide said, yes. And the way is hard. And you'll be old before you reach the end of it. But the end will be better than the beginning. But the young mother was happy. She would not believe that anything could be better than those years. So she played with her children. She gathered flowers for them along the way, and she bathed them in the clear streams. And the sun shone on them, and life was good. And the young mother said, Nothing will ever be lovelier than this. Then night came, and storm, and the path was dark. And the children shook with fear and cold, and the mother drew them close and covered them with her mantle. And the children said, a mother, we're not afraid, for you are near, and no harm can come. And the mother said, This is better than the brightness of day, for I've taught my children courage. And the morning came, and there was a hill ahead, and the children climbed, and they grew weary. 
and the mother was weary. But at all times she said to the children, a little patience, and we are there. So the children climbed, and when they reached the top, they said, we could not have done it without you, mother. And the mother, when she lay down that night, she looked up at the stars and she said, this is a better day than the last. For my children have learned fortitude in the face of hardness. Yesterday I gave them courage. Today I've given them strength. And with the next day came strange clouds which darkened the earth. Clouds of war and hate and evil. And the children groped and they stumbled and the mother said, Look up. Lift your eyes to the light. And the children looked and they saw above the clouds an everlasting glory. And it guided them. And it brought them beyond the darkness. And that night the mother said, This is the best day of all, for I've shown my children God. And the days went on, and the weeks, and the months, and the years. And the mother grew old. She was little. She was bent. Her children were tall and strong, and they walked with courage. And when the way was rough, they lifted her, for she was as light as a feather. And at last they came to a hill, and beyond the hill they could see a shining road and golden gates flung wide. And the mother said, I've reached the end of my journey, and now I know the end is better than the beginning. For my children can walk alone and their children after them. And the children said, you'll always walk with us, mother, even when you've gone through the gates. And they stood and they watched her as she went on alone, and the gates closed after her. And they said, we cannot see her, but she is with us still. A mother like ours is more than a memory. She's a living presence. Let's go to God in prayer.